Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tech 5G, a podcast series from AT&T for the public sector. I'm Christopher Parente, industry consultant and former marketing director at CTIA, and I'd like to welcome David Peskovitz, futurist with the Institute for the Future. David recently collaborated with AT&T on the report, A Faster, Smarter Future, Emerging Applications for 5G and Edge Computing, and we are here today to talk about some of those applications. David, thanks for stopping and talking with us Happy today. Happy to be here. I'm sure you get this question a lot. What does a futurist do? Why don't you uh, overview that? Yeah, I mean, you know, at Institute for the Future, which is the nonprofit where I'm a researcher, we've been around for 51 years, and we help companies, governments, other organizations, and the public think about long-term future trends in order to make better decisions in the present. In the 5G and Edge Computing Report, you laid out applications for federal, state, and local government, education, and a number of other industries. These are all applications that could become reality through emerging technology. Let's talk about that report and some of those use cases. This was a report that we created for AT&T's developers program, and it's a, an external look at the future of 5G applications. And what we did is we looked at uh, a variety of different areas for big stories about how 5G and edge computing could have an impact on our lives. And so we looked at things like learning and learning flows where uh, if there's media all around you, how do you dip in and out of those kinds of immersive experiences to learn wherever you are in a way that's contextually and, and relevant and also timely. We looked at the future of robotics as enabled by high bandwidth, low latency networks. So this idea of social robots, actually social networks for robots, I should say, that would help the robots be more social perhaps, where if one robot learns how to do something, how to, how to clean your house or you know, how, to, how to do a particular task in a hospital, it should be able to share what it's learned with other robots around the world on the network. Mm -hmm. So we looked at did areas like that. We also went a little, little further out thinking about augmenting human cognition and the idea of a technology-enabled ESP, perhaps, where technology can provide you with, with ways to enhance your own intelligence in partnership with, with robots and with AIs so that it isn't about you know, robots replacing humans, but it's about the human-machine partnership and bridging that gap. The centaur, I think that was the That's term. That's what we called it, the centaur, yep. which is a term, you know, obviously from mythology of, of a, you know, hybrid creature, but but it's also used by chess players because, interestingly, the best chess player in the world isn't, in fact, a computer, and it's not a human either. It's a human working with a computer, and we're going to see more and more of these kind of centaurs, you know, in a variety of fields. We already see it with patients. And physicians, physicians are, are some physicians are better at diagnosing certain kinds of tumors in collaboration with expert computer systems than they are on their own or uh, the computer could do on its own. And all of these applications become possible with the power of 5G. Let's talk about that mind meld example, which really has an impact on virtual and augmented reality. 
talk about, you know, Arthur C. Clarke, the science fiction writer and, and futurist, and once said that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And this work really is magical. It's mind reading. Individual is wearing a cap that's laden with EEG sensors to detect brain waves. And the other participant is underneath a small magnetic coil that provides a magnetic field to a particular region of the brain. And when the person wearing the uh, EEG sensors answers a question with yes in their mind without saying it, the other person experiences a flash of light that isn't actually there, but it's triggered through this device. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is early days, but that's absolutely amazing. If you can think of something or think of someone and they receive that kind of transmission wirelessly from your mind. It's just incredible. And in fact, you used a quote, the science fiction novels of today are the business plans of tomorrow. Yeah, well, I actually, I, I think I might have borrowed that quote from the science fiction writer Neil Stevenson many years ago, posted that to an early electronic bulletin board system when there were conversations about both VR and nanotechnology in the early days of, of those technologies. And he was encouraging people to look at science fiction novels not only for ideas and opportunities of, and ap applications of new technologies and use cases, but also science fiction is a good place to look for discussions around how these technologies may impact our lives and the ethics and unexpected consequences of new technologies become part of our world. David, thank you for your insight and for helping us imagine the possibilities with 5G. Thanks, Chris. If our audience wants to learn more about 5G in the public sector, please visit bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y front slash A-T-T 5G Summit.